0: Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt. Matt, my name is Matt. And I'm Matt, too. What we are going to do today is preview public hearings
1: that are coming up on Thursday, February 21st. It is a, it is a busy time of year. That's actually during a February break for most, uh, almost all schools in the state. So uh, maybe people can actually go and attend instead of not going to, say, Florida. That would be fantastic.
0: I would say Room 208 in the Cross Building is way better than Florida.
1: Absolutely.
0: So let's start with LD404, which is an act to fund the School Revolving Renovation Fund.
1: Yep. This bill provides one-time funds to be deposited in the School Revolving Renovation Fund uh, to be used for several purposes, but mostly for renovation. And how much is it? $25 million. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. It's, And I guess it's to be just... To help with upgrading, it says up, to help uh, upgrade learning spaces in school buildings or, or for other necessary repairs as approved by the commissioner. So it's more than just, you know, general building, but it's for actual repairs or upgrading as need to be happened. Because as, you, as some of us know, uh, schools, they get kind of old and they get worn very easily and they need constant, constant upgrading and updating. Sounds like my That's weekend.
0: It. Sounds like my weekend. All right, so let's go to the next one, since it uh, folds right in. This one is LD557. This is an act to create and fund the School Revolving Maintenance Fund to support the usefulness and longevity of public school buildings. And, yeah, yeah. this one creates a fund, and it creates $30 million into that general fund. But why is this one a little bit different than the one before?
1: It seems to be a little bit different because instead of just like putting money into uh, into a pot or whatnot, this is to give loans to uh, school units for minor uh, school infrastructure maintenance or construction projects. Um, That's what I'm gleaming from it is that it's not just a a matter of you know giving money or like a grant or money that's be apportioned, but it's actually a loan.
0: Yeah. So I had some issues with this one.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: I guess I had issues with the other one too, but the issue one, the issues for both of these, obviously, is where the funding is going to come from. Uh, clearly, it's just general fund, but that takes money
1: out of a general fund and goes into these. But yeah, this—go this ahead. This one transfers—this one transfers thirty million dollars out of the general fund. Uh, it says transfers thirty million dollars from the general fund unappropriated surplus to the school revolving maintenance fund. Now, yeah. Okay, so so this one, as I'm reading through it,
0: uh, the administration of this uh, does something a little bit different. The right. De- the department administer the funds and invest the fund balances, principal interest received from the repayment of loans, so it grows a little bit from interest, and they're the ones who who like take care of it. So it's like a, right. the bank of DOE. Yes. However. Later on, it says one of the eligibility terms, uh, repayment of loans, does not have an, it may not carry an interest rate higher than 0%. Um, That means there's going to, they're interest-free loans, right? Or am I just reading this wrong?
1: That's what it sounds like to me.
0: So how are they going to gain any money in this fund by interest when you don't charge interest?
1: I, I, I don't. No.
0: <laughs> okay. So, so it's like an allowance that you just have to pay back all of it? Not quite sure.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, because it says in the purposes of it, you know, to make these loans in part A, then part B, to invest available fund balances and credit the net interest income on those balances to the fund. But if it's a 0% interest... I'm going to say there's going to be
0: zero net interest income.
1: Right. So what? I don't know. I don't...
0: I'm not really sure on this one. So maybe there's I don't know. maybe there's something we're missing. I'm not really <laughs> sure. Since it's money, this one is actually labeled as an emergency also, which means it just takes effect when approved, uh when and if, I should say. Uh but this one the diff- the big difference is this one's about maintenance, which we all need, and the yes. other one seems to be about more new buildings but also some maintenance. I'm, I'm glad they're putting them together, obviously.
1: Yeah, I I when I hear things like when I hear things like learning spaces, which was in the first one that we we went through, that that to me sounds like well, if you have a if you have a school that wants to like build an, an addition for like a maker space, that could be some funds that could go towards that. Whereas infrastructure is more like a roof. We all need and roofs. We, schools do need roofs. I mean it, uh, it it does snow here in Maine every once in a while, um, <laughs> and, and you know, so it would be a, it would, you know outdoor and exp- expeditionary classrooms are great but maybe we do need some dry warmth. Fair. Um, That's fair. So I, I think there's a there's a difference in how the money is used. So I think it's kind of cool in one way. They're saying, hey, learning spaces might be necessary, might be helpful. Here's some money for that. And here's some stuff for infrastructure. I don't get the whole interest piece like you brought up. I don't get that.
0: Okay. Well, hopefully we'll find out during some testimony. That'd be good. So let's go to the next one. The next one is LD427. This isn't... Uh, go, you yeah, go ahead.
1: No, can you... I, I, I've read the title of this... And I'm not sure what it means. Okay. So can you you walk me through it?
0: The title is an act. So, so far, that's an act. An act. To require.
1: Okay. So you have to do something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is an act to require the state to fund teacher retirement. Oh. Yeah. That's
1: that's, that's pretty simple.
0: So what this does, it actually changes the method for funding teacher retirement costs. And it repeals the provisions of law enacted that requires school administrative units and private schools to pay a portion of the costs. So this goes along with one that we talked about last pod, I believe, yes, which was about increasing the percentage and moving it back to the state. So right. this one wants to basically move it back to the state. I'm sure that this will be discussed with that other one that increases all of the percentages, which we'll talk on our next pod actually about review of testimony. Yes. Um, so this kind of goes right along with it. It takes away. It basically it repeals the law that said locals have to pay teacher retirement and not the state. So this right. is this goes right along with a lot of the other bills that are in uh, the legislature, legislature this time of year, which repeals a lot of the stuff during the LePage administration that put the onus back on locals and moves it back to the state like it was before. Right. It's a common okay. theme.
1: Yep, very common theme. That's, that there's going to be several of those, like you said.
0: Okay, so let's go to the next one and the final one for the day. It's a short
1: day. Can we skip this one, please? Because so I, will, I will say during our titles, I, we did mention this one and I was concerned and then the language came out and oh boy, were my concerns justified.
0: So this one is LD589. It's the last one of the day on the 21st. It is a resolve, not a bill, not an act. It's a resolve that directs the State Board of Education to adopt rules prohibiting teachers in public schools from engaging in political, ideological, or religious advocacy in the classroom.
1: Ready, go. Now, now remind me that when it's usually a resolve, that usually means to set up like a task force or a committee or something to do, something to look into. Correct? Usually?
0: Yes. So a resolve Uh, is not a bill. Which mean in a bill is uh, usually as you heard from those first three, they're acts, and those right. acts mean that they're actually changing statute, and if approved, those become law. A resolve, you're exactly right. It is basically directing the committees to tell the DOE to do something, or in this case, the state board of education to do something. Yes, uh, it's not a law. It's directed to them to set up a law, basically which will come back next session or the one after that. It's when they're done with the rules to have a law in place and ready to go. So this is just a resolve. And I'm going to surprise you a little bit. I am 100% in favor of the first six lines of this.
1: Of the whereas?
0: So I'm going to read them to you. Okay. Whereas... The purpose of public education in America is to produce knowledgeable and competent adults able to participate as informed citizens in the democratic process. I agree. And, and, oh good, we're three down. And whereas education in a democracy is best served by teaching students how to think, not telling them what to think. I'm on board. And whereas our country is divided over many issues affecting its citizens. That is true. And I'm done with the positive parts, but I am fully in favor of six lines of this.
1: So, so you, you, you agree with the fact that public education is the purpose is to create like people who inform citizens who think and, um, teach and promote democratic ideals, not versus not democratic versus Republican ideals, but overall of D. a democratic yep. Republic, Democratic, yes, small D. um, so, uh, has it been a, the next one, whereas it has been established through surveys that a majority of kindergarten to grade 12 teachers discuss controversial issues in their classrooms. Uh, okay, I have an issue with, with that, because where it's been established through surveys, I, I, that seems to me to be some shady uh, data. Well, Matt, you know, some people say... Is... I've heard... Yeah. Yeah, back when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, Whereas it has been established that some teacher training institutions, teacher licensing agencies, state education departments, professional teacher organizations have condoned and even encouraged this behavior under the guise of, quote, teaching for social justice, end quote, and other sectarian doctrines. How
0: dare people teach for social justice?
1: How dare
0: people teach that our society may be inequitable, for all kinds of different races, classes, genders, poverty levels. Amazing. Whereas, oh, oh my god,
1: time spent on political or ideological indoctrination takes time away from instruction in the academic subjects taught by public educational institutions, including the foundational subjects of mathematics, science, English, history, and civics, and prevents students from receiving the best possible public education as funded by the taxpayers of the state. Actually that one may be true because I remember back in high school
0: I had seven periods a day and I I had like math first period, social studies second period, indoctrination third period, phys ed fourth
1: period. I get it. <laughs> I get it. So you didn't have indoctrinated indoctrination integrated into your mathematics? Again, you old, a set, you a, old traditional systems. This was a long time stuff. ago. Yeah, indoctrination was a standalone silo. Yeah. There's another whereas.
0: Oh, I so love I love the whereases. This is the,
1: this is the seventh whereas as part of the preamble. One, two, three, four, uh, four, parents seven. and taxpayers have a right to expect that taxpayer resources will be spent on education, not political or ideological indoctrination. Now, I will say there is a part of me that's like, okay, I'm in favor of not indoctrinating. Yo, me you too. Know, I, schools should be fair and balanced. They absolutely should. <laughs> what? They, they they should be fair and balanced. Absolutely. They should they should provide uh, an equal and equitable approach to things. However, I also think that they should also not hedge their facts and not dare I say and intentionally use this word whitewash their facts. Oh, I see what
0: you did there. Right.
1: see what I did there because we're going to get to that one in a little bit. So,
0: here's the best part of this whole resolve. Uh, right. We haven't even got to the resolve yet.
1: We haven't. This that, has all been. That was this. the preamble. <laughs> that was all preamble. All right. Setting up this whole thing that clear indoctrination happens at all places and all levels. There are surveys that say so. Right? That's what this all basically says D- democratic ideals, democratic principles. However, teacher training institutions, agencies, DOEs, professional teacher organizations like the unions—they've condoned his behavior under teaching for social justice. Parents and taxpayers deserve better. All preamble for the following: Resolved that quote the state board of education shall adopt rules prohibiting teachers in public schools from engaging in political, ideological, or religious advocacy in the classroom. Rules adopted under this resolve must be clear and, quote, provide enforcement mechanisms for appropriate professional ethical behavior by teachers licensed in the state. So not only can we not, teachers not, engage in political, ideological, religious advocacy, but then there's going to be consequences. And the rules required by this resolve must, and here's where it it really starts bothering me. Okay, hold on for a second. Okay, i will sorry, I'll stop. Because I'll just go on, I'll just go. That's why I'm
0: stopping you. So I'm thinking about... The rules for enforcement. And I am kind of interested in what they're going to do. So do you think that they're going to hand out like wooden rulers to all these basically police in the classroom? So every time I say something that I shouldn't, I'll get slapped on the back of my hand
1: well, well, as it, sa- it does say later on, Section 3, the rules adopted under this result must contain clear guidelines for enforcement and provide penalties for violations up to and including termination. So definite yes on the rulers. Yes, absolutely yes on the rulers. Possibly okay. a dunce cap in the corner. Um, I remember once when I was uh, slacking off in class, making some jokes, my chemistry teacher or whatnot, he had a chalk eraser and he threw it at me It hit me right in the forehead and it left a big old chalk mark right on my face, and I couldn't get up and clean it, so I had to kind of sit there for the rest of class with a big old chalk mark on my face, that kind of thing.
0: Were you... Did you happen to be segregated from all your other fellow classmates because uh, were they... Uh, we'll get to this one. We'll get, this well, is just crazy. That,
1: that, that one is the icing on the cake on this. I'm horrible. glad it's
0: last because they must've been thinking about us when, when they were setting this up. They're like, you know, Matt and Matt are going to talk about this one. Let's put <laughs> that one last so they can get through all the good stuff.
1: You know what, I have to say though, if that's, if that was their motivation for setting this up, thank you. Thank Th- you for listening. Thank you
0: very much. Absolutely.
1: You got <laughs> okay, this so, one right. <laughs> <laughs> so the rules required by this resolve must prohibit a teacher in a public school during class time or while otherwise operating within the scope of employment as as a teacher. Now, I don't know necessarily what that means because we're going to get to what it all means, but I think that means if you are employed as a teacher.
0: I would say that is a broad definition, which I think depending on on who is reading this, you could make that broad. You could also say if I am uh, potentially... Uh, Being a part of the MEA, the Maine Education Association, and if I'm endorsing a candidate or protesting something, am I in my scope as a teacher at that point? I would say obviously yes, which means all of that is taken away right now, right? right? With that one. So it depends on the, the broadness or the narrowness, but I would say that is pretty much saying if you're a teacher, shut your mouth. About anything with politics,
1: yeah, because because the next four bullets say that you know while you're uh, t- during class time or while otherwise operating within a scope of employment, a teacher is prohibited from endorsing, supporting, or opposing any candidate or nominee for public office, endorsing, supporting, or opposing any pending or enacted legislation, endorsing, supporting, or opponent opposing any pending or a proposed or, de- or a decided court case or judicial action and the same thing with execute proposed or executed executive action okay so you can't as a teacher as an educator cannot create or express an opinion or any thoughts directed at anything legislatively judicially or executively or about any nominee or any official so if you If you wanted to walk into your classroom wearing a Make America Great Again hat, you couldn't do that. If you wanted to have a bumper sticker that said, I'm with her, on your bookshelf or somewhere, on your laptop, you couldn't do that.
0: Right? That's exactly what this is saying.
1: It's exactly what this says. It further goes on to say that you are prohibited from introducing any controversial subject matter that is not germane to the topic of the course being taught. That, to me, sounds like a stay-in-your-lane moment.
0: Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So my math, my math teaching, I would never be able to talk about anything else because it's not germane to the topic. Even if I'm teaching like a stats class and I want to bring in some really semi-controversial subjects, like one that I, one that I always talked about was uh, when women should get breast cancer, breast examinations for breast cancer, uh, the the age of when you start getting those. That was always something that we, we talked about quite a bit. Um, is that going to be something that we'll talk about what, what a controversial issue means momentarily? But is that going to be in the scope that I can't talk about that in my class anymore?
1: Yeah, you can't. Pretty much. If you're teaching calculus, you cannot teach about Isaac Newton. <sighs> who? <laughs> you know, the, the guy who invented it.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, partially invented it. Mr. And,
1: Matt. Oh I'm not gonna get into a math thing with you, but okay. he, he he created it.
0: Let's go um, that, let's go to the next one. Because we we do we are gonna talk about controversial issues momentarily on bullet
1: eight, but we're up to bullet six. Bullet six. I don't know why this I don't know why um this one is in here. I think but... I do. I think I do, but go ahead. Endorsing – teachers are prohibited from endorsing, supporting, or engaging in any activity that hampers or impedes lawful access of a military recruiter to the school campus. And then bullet seven, same thing, endorsing, supporting, or engaging in activity that hampers or impedes actions of local, state, or federal law enforcement. Like The rest of it seems to be about advocacy and thought and ideas and conversations about creating democratic ideals. Why is it about – Military recruiters or, or, or law enforcement? Okay. Why if, are those here?
0: If we talk about military recruiters, I know there's an awful lot of people out there who don't want military recruiters on campus at all. Yeah. So which which they do have access right now. That is part of part of the statute. They do have access, but a lot of people try to keep them out or impedes their access a little bit. Not necessarily like telling your kids or anything because you maybe don't agree with what the military is doing. That is something that's happened in the past. Uh, so that may be addressing this a little bit. The next one, bullet seven, about the local, state, or federal law enforcement, you can't impede them at all. Uh, that's about immigration's, immigration status right there. If they come on to campus, they can definitely, if you can't impede them, they can definitely wait, take away some kids. Right then and there. Yep. And schools are supposed to be safe places that they are not allowed to do that one. This would take that one away. It's about getting rid of people that whoever wrote this uh, doesn't want.
1: So so, so this is just spiraling downward. It's It seems to be getting worse and worse. As oh. you know, it starts off really bad. <laughs> I mean... My opinion is on my sleeve on this one. It starts off really bad and just gets worse because now we're we're really getting into real limitations of what teachers can do, and now it's affecting the safety of of kids and people. Because now we're going to talk about controversial issues. Yeah,
0: we're only on bullet eight.
1: This is bullet eight out of out of nine. So, <laughs> if it's gotten bad so far, it's about to get a heck of a lot worse. All right in my humble opinion. Bullet eight, uh, teachers are prohibited during class time or while otherwise operating within the scope of employment from advocating in a partisan manner for any side of a controversial issue. The rules must require a teacher to provide students with materials supporting both sides of a controversial issue being addressed and to present both sides in a fair-minded nonpartisan manner. Controversial issue means an issue that is a point made in an electoral party platform at the local, state, or federal level. Now, that's fascinating
0: why they decided to define controversial issue that way. Because I've read through those platforms, even the the weird ones, like non-democratic, non-republican, and pretty much in the platform... Is everything you can ever think of about anything,
1: about but anything?
0: Those platforms are long. They're pages and pages of detail that go on forever. Basically, everything you can think of, a party has
1: a, a, a an issue about. Right. It's, it's well, in their platform. It's. But but there's only there's only there's only two parties. There's only the Republican and the Democrat, and they both have very clear, very narrow-minded or very narrow focuses of what they're. Their, their beliefs are, what their platforms are. There are no other parties that could possibly represent the full scope of insanity of humanity. Are, is there, are there, is there, are there, are there, is there, is there a platform? <laughs> are there ideals? You know, are, I, I looked it, at all they the can't platforms possibly exist. I they can't at, possibly exist. There can't possibly be a, a platform, you know, that says things like um, the Holocaust didn't exist. Uh, amazingly there, there, there could, is, there couldn't possibly, oh, wait, there is, because Keep, that's now a controversial issue. Done. Keep going. Can't talk about that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, no, oh, no, no, it's not that we can't talk about
0: it. We need both sides. Cause you know, when, when we talk about both so, sides, that always works out
1: really well. So we have to present that the Holocaust both did happen and didn't happen. I think they would say in this case, did it really happen? Here are the facts supporting that one. Here are and, the facts: and, six million, six million people of this one ethnic st- type, stereotype, one ethnic type were 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 killed. Over and, six million, one. And here's a fact but, on the other side. But should we call that the Holocaust? Do we
0: really have proof of that? Exactly. You decide. We report. You decide.
1: So it's fair uh, and I,
0: balanced, Matt. It's fair and balanced.
1: So, the, 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 and and this is this is where my mind just starts spinning out of control because. Anything, anywhere can be controversial. I lived in New Mexico at a time when um, Harry Potter books were being burned because they were blasphemed. They were heretical, whatever it was.
0: Matt, it's witchcraft. It's witchcraft.
1: Right. right. We can't have that. So so if you believe that, that's one thing. However... We have to also make sure that we are. Is this a controversial issue? To some people, it is.
0: I think Harry Potter was in the platform once. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. Let's move on to the next one because we aren't even at the best one.
1: Anything can be controversial. I could go into a a classroom right now and say that you know Eli Manning's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Controversial issue.
0: All right. I'm going to. Okay. No. Let's keep going. Bullet nine. Speaking of controversial, I'm going to read this one for you. Oh, please. I'm I'm freaking out. You can get ready. You can get ready. All right. Number nine in the final bullet, by the way, segregating students, according to race or singling out one racial group of students as responsible for the suffering or inequities experienced by another
1: racial group of students. This is just flat wrong. This is just straight out wrong. And it is, it is completely in the face of historical fact. It is completely in the face of historical fact. You can't say things like slavery or Jim Crow or the Holocaust or the Crusades or things weren't of one race or ethnicity type going against another one because of their racial or ethnic type. You, that's, that just, that's straight up historical fact. The Rwandan genocide was ex- about exactly that thing. How can you say that, well, no, you can't, now, now we can't bring these things forward. We can't present historical fact. You got to go with both sides, Matt. Both sides. But singling out one racial group of students as responsible for the suffering or inequities experienced by another, there's historical fact for that. I'm going to take so, that one is going
0: back to the bullet seven that we talked about: law enforcement and about immigration and about getting
1: rid of kids. This, this, just this to me, just this, this is this is a clear. This whole bill is a clear violation of speech. Uh, a, a teacher's constitutional rights do not end when they walk into a school. Are there ethical rules? Yeah, there are ethical responsibilities. Should a teacher do stuff like this? Yes, but a teacher also does not have to lose his or her own uh, abilities for free or political speech. That just, that, just doesn't, that just doesn't happen. Our Constitution is bigger than a job. I'm done. <laughs> no, No, you're
0: not so i am very excited to listen to testimony for this one and i'm very happy it's during vacation as you said at the beginning this is during a vacation in an afternoon so if you're in the area which you might be because it's also basketball season during vacation there's plenty of games at the Augusta civic center which means you just come on down like three miles to the cross building and see what's up during this one in the afternoon I am sure this one is going to be full. I have seen some prepared testimony already, and it's exciting. Yeah, it's it, it, yeah, oh it, it, you know, yeah.
1: It could be electrifying the day. It could be. It really could be. I'm just. I, I'm just. Again, I'm, I'm clearly wearing my thing. My my opinions on my sleeve with this one. And I know we try to be as unbiased as we can, but I. For this one, I just can't. I just find find this one goes flat out wrong.
0: I think if you've listened to us before, you know that we're trying to present uh, the facts of all the bills as we understand them. But we also don't shy away from giving our opinions, at least initial opinions. If you listen to some of our ones about reviewing the testimony, uh, there are definitely some things in the testimony that I did not hear about before that I didn't think about. Uh, which has made me think a little bit harder about some of these bills, but we're not just going to give you the the dry facts and what they are and when they're coming. We're going to give you right. an opinion also, and right. what we'd like to see is have you uh, give your opinions, listeners, and push back on us a little bit or make us think a little bit so we can respond to on on a pod. Uh, yeah, we we like that interaction.
1: But just you know, from the from the from the great '80s movie, '1980s movie, Dirty Dancing. "Quote the late great Jerry Orbach: When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. When we're wrong, we will we will cop to it. Like we 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 will talk about stuff and we'll put our opinions out there. But something else comes up we didn't think about. Oh, we will own that. So let us know. You you th- you, th- you think I'm way off the mark with this? Take me to task. So let's let's have a conversation. Let's go to the next three sections and we'll. Oh, I threw mine away. So uh, so okay, up to you. I got it.
0: I got it right here. Okay, section three is about the violations and the training. Okay, so this one, uh, it's resolved. The rules adopted under this resolve must contain clear guidelines for enforcement and provide penalties for violations up to and including termination. The state board shall provide written notice to all affected teachers, parents, students of their respective rights and responsibilities under the rules, and shall provide at least three hours of annual continuing teacher education to affected teachers to instruct the teachers in the responsibilities required by the rules. So what I'm imagining is, <laughs> is for these three hours of annual continuing teacher education, you get a bunch of of probably uh, youngish to middle aged white men in these like brown suits coming, <laughs> coming to teach all of the teachers. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. Section four, <laughs> voluntary adoption. 1984, of- much. <laughs> Voluntary adoption of educators' code of ethics. Ugh. All state professional teacher organizations and unions be requested to voluntarily adopt a code of ethics and provincial responsibility that incorporates the rules adopted pursuant to this and that specifically prohibit teachers in kindergarten to grade 12 instruction from using the classroom for political indoctrination. Again, my teachers who taught my indoctrination class back in high school, they're all going to be out of a job after this one. Uh, so that is really it. We went on for a long time about this one, but this one, this one's going to be a handful. Here's, I'm going to give you my opinion on where this goes right now. You ready? I'm ready. Nowhere. This one's going nowhere. Uh, And I think it's pretty obvious it's going nowhere, but I want to see that people are all wound up about this one.
1: I, 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 I agree with you. I don't think this is going anywhere. No. My concern is that one, it got here to begin with. And two, if it got here, it could go somewhere. There have been times where I thought certain bills weren't going to go anywhere. And then all of a sudden they went somewhere and like, how did this get here? Wait, what is going on? And now I can't say anything about it.
0: And I think that is a good lesson for showing up to these uh, bills, showing up for, to provide testimony uh, because if people just assume it's going nowhere and don't really say anything because uh, that one can't do anything. And then later on, something does happen. You could have been the one that really changes people's minds. Right. So definitely go show up, provide written testimony. If not, contact your legislators. And again, I think part of this podcast is to spread the word about what's, what's out there and to get you to, to interact and advocate for what you believe in, whether you believe in what we believe in or not. We don't. We don't really care. We want you to to participate in government.
1: Absolutely, like, I've like are trying. I've Give them a call, send them an email. Um, that's that. That's how you get your voice heard. And I, I will say, I talked to some legislators this last week. Your our voices do matter. They matter a heck of a lot. And because they don't often hear, they hear from the same folks a lot. They hear from a lot of the organizations, but it's the little folks like you. Matt and me, Matt, you know the little little people in the world who just just go about our our daily lives and trying to trying to make our best way. But we're the folks they want to hear from. So if you're out there, contact your legislator about any of these issues that you hear us talking about.
0: And with that one, we're finished with this one. Um, Our next few pods, remember, we're going to have a schedule where we talk about upcoming public hearings, like we just did, and we are also reviewing all of the testimony. That has already happened along with that we're going to deliver some of the information about what happened in work sessions all right bye <laughs>